0: it's transmutation time energetic alchemy for an amazing life your past can stick with you and most of the time it's subconscious you don't even know that it's happening let kelly k and dr pat help bring your shadow into the light so you can begin to truly heal and grow you have the power to shift your energetic ties to the past and thereby shift your life stop being stuck in your karmic patterns and transmute your pain or unhealthy ways of being into wisdom and joy are you ready to live a more conscious life? To act instead of react? To be present and balanced even in the face of challenges? It's time to turn trauma into transcendence, transmutation time, energetic alchemy for an amazing life. With Kelly K starts now.
1: Hey everybody, that was Kelly K. This is Kelly K Show. This is a fabulous show, and one of the things that I love is I get to hang out with her and be part of this journey. Now, one of the things you should know is. That, that introduction is just a snapshot of all the work she does. Whether it's doing sessions with people from all over the world to discuss current life situations, energy, energy work, various modalities, Hawaiian shamanic work, whatever it is, uh, Acturian light work, it is about what you're about to hear about today. It's about spiritual guidance. It's about how to grow your soul's path And how to do that despite what's popping up on the outside, despite what temptation there may be not to believe in yourself. See that? That's what it is. It's like a little temptation that, sometimes not so little, that pops up that wants to tell you you're not all that. Today's show is about telling you you are all that, how transmutation can lead you into your true heart center because if you are in your true heart center when this stuff shows up i don't care what it is it could be like your bank account it could be like somebody showing up from your past maybe it's your ex oh god did i just call that in it doesn't <laughs> matter what it is that when you are in a true heart center you are unstoppable kelly k right
0: Yes, yes. I love it. I love everything that you're saying about it. Because to me, this is the core of what all, you know, spiritual work, healing work should lead to is people learning how to listen to their own heart, know that they have, you know, this power to really tap into what each person's soul needs, because it's different. It's different for everybody. And so there. there's a lot of uh, information out there nowadays, and that can be good thing and it can be a challenging thing and so for me I really felt inspired to to talk about this because more than ever you know people get messages that pop in their head of you know old things that their mom used to say that might not be relevant anymore or yeah like you said ex-partners and things like that and so we have to learn how to have discernment about what is actually someone else's opinion for our life Um, or what we're capable of, versus really knowing what it is we need, and learning how to listen to that and tune into that and not be distracted by everything else. Because it is hard. I mean, from a very young age, most of us learn obedience. um, And we learn how to, you know, keep sometimes uncomfortable emotions, for example, hidden, or question things. And this starts in school, where You know, it's often just, okay, memorize this, spit it back out. That's all learning of the mind. But rarely, unless you're doing a more like Waldorf or Montessori kind of schooling, and and thankfully they have different options now, but there's less of, well, how about you, you know, tinker around with this? See if you can solve this problem in a different way. Um, Research different perspectives, especially things like, you know, social studies and history where there can be different sides to a story, that has been lost in a lot of the school system. And so from a very young age, we're taught this is how, you know, you should think and being right, you know, getting that right answer and and learning it with the mind and repeating it back out and the same with parenting. And most parents, I believe, do mean well, but they also, you know, like a certain level of, well, these are the expectations. And there's less kind of like asking your children, well, what do you feel about this? Or, you know, what what do you, is there another way that we could do this? And it's when children are very young, yes, they need discipline. And it's maybe not appropriate to ask a three-year-old, you know, what do they feel about this (laughs) thing, right? Um, But as they get older, absolutely learning to engage with where they're at at a certain level of development and starting to teach them that they have their own innate response to the world that is valid because so much of our social programming it's really invalidating um it teaches us oh no that that emotion isn't appropriate you know put that away We can't talk about that. Or, oh, no, that's not the right answer on the test. So instead of questioning, well, why did you, you know, think that, especially, like I said, with some of the softer, you know, subjects, language, arts, and social studies, there can be multiple right answers um, and multiple perspectives. And that, you know, so from a very young age, um, we're taught to think with our mind, to memorize, and we lose connection to what might feel like our truth, and yeah. so undoing this programming, it does take work. It's not something that just happens like that, you know, it, because it's so often ingrained from from a very young age. But now more than ever, it's really important to undo a lot of that programming so that we can learn to really trust ourselves, because if we don't trust our own knowing of what feels right, that's when we make really poor choices that we regret later. You know, most of the time when I ask people like, oh, what are some of your big regrets? It's that they didn't listen to their own knowing, right? And um, that they always say, oh, yeah, I listened to, you know, advice from a friend or my parent or somebody that and they knew inside, though, they knew somewhere deep inside that it wasn't really what they wanted to do or what they agreed with. But, um but they listen. And then later, they're like, Oh, that was, that was such a mistake. So right, you know,
1: Right. Yeah. But what you're talking about is so important. And I, can I ask you a question about this? No, um, this idea of thinking that spirit lives in our minds? Right? Yep. Right. Okay. So just a lot of a lot of information, a lot of dialogue, and a lot of language around it. And I think one of the things that most of us learned by the reintroduction to the Law of Attraction, uh, and many people know it through The Secret, but there are other ways. But one of the things, a big flub—that's Benny and my famous, we love that word—a big flub was in the presentation. About the spirit living in the mind. Now, nobody came out and said that, Kelly K. right? Nobody came out and said, oh, let me tell you, the spirit lives in your mind. But it was implied. It was emphasized. Right. It was about change your thinking, change your life. But that may be a first step. But I got to tell you, when you have something in your heart, yeah. you feel it. yes. That is really think about this. And can you address this one issue? Right? Yes.
0: Yes. Talk
1: about this and talk about the illusion that intuition lives in our mind. That's my words, not yours.
0: Yes, no, absolutely. I'm really glad that you brought this up. Because, again, it's so it is almost automatically assumed. And you're right, a lot of spiritual teachings emphasize, oh, well, in order to you know get into a higher spiritual plane you have to monitor your thoughts you have to change your thinking and that will take you yes it's it's good to monitor your thoughts and notice them but for example i, I saw a really interesting study that showed that the majority of the time we feel an emotion first physiologically, and then our mind creates a story around why we're feeling that. So let's say we have some anger pop up or some anxiety. That actually happens first, and then our mind notices the physiological reaction, says, oh, I'm angry because, and creates a story around it. It can happen the other way around, too, where, of course, the mind starts to worry about the future or something, and then your body responds. But actually, the majority of the time, there's a feeling that arises in our body, and then the mind jumps in. So, actually, the core of how we experience life is through the emotional center, it's through the heart. And it matches exactly what I was taught in acupuncture school. So, you know, before I did the shamanic training and the energy work training, I was a licensed acupuncturist. And in that tradition, the core of your spirit lives in your heart. And that was hard for me to accept at first, because in Western thought, there's so much emphasis on studying the brain and studying your mind and how you're thinking. And I actually, it took me a while to really understand that the heart is the core um, of how we go through life in a spiritual way and even electromagnetically so i have a science background and i like the the cool kind of science validation of all of this too so the heart math institute has been studying our connection to our heart right and how it can like expand and they measure the electrical field that can start to grow larger and larger as people meditate it with gratitude and things like that and they find that the field around the heart is larger than the one around the brain so again it's been scientifically validated as well but besides all the science of it when you know that you are on your right path it's a feeling in the heart it's not that the mind has decided like okay yeah i think this is what my soul came here to do the heart has yeah. a knowing of its own and it just feels right in a way that it's hard to put into words but it's a way that you don't question it your mind doesn't jump in with a lot of doubts or you don't have to rationalize it or create a list of you know pros and cons or anything like that the heart just knows with a certainty that is beautiful and um, the more we can go into that flow the more things just miraculously do start to you know come together for us in a way that our mind can't plan or understand sometimes honestly
1: yeah, let me ask you about this too. Um, and um, I want to go ahead and skip this break for a minute. Um, I want to talk to you about the the conversion. Let me just call it the conversion. And what do I mean by conversion? The conversion from getting that feeling, that signal, and then knowing what it means, and then taking right action, versus getting that signal, Thinking, you know what it means. (laughs) And the reason I'm saying this is sometimes somebody said this to me the other day. They said, oh, that's a sign. And I said, okay, like, what what is is that a sign of for you? Oh, that must be a sign that I shouldn't dot, 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 dot. And I'm like, wow, like you got a sign and you're totally abandoning (laughs) your passion. Well, it's got to be a sign that I'm not meant to do it. And I said, you know, let's let's rework that if we could. I mean, is that what your heart's saying? Is your heart saying that in my heart, I feel like I should abandon five years of work? Is that what your heart is saying to you? Or is it different? And the reason I bring this up is because we will get exactly what we need to make a mid-course correction. Mm-hmm. The mind will present an illusion that we're meant to throw in the towel sometimes. Sometimes you do,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Like, I would love to be able to play softball. There's no way that I would, I'm going to play softball. Okay, right. you got it? Right, exactly. Um, it's, you know, would I love to play softball? Yeah, Benny and I, we play softball. Would I love to do it? Right. No, that's not going to happen. But it doesn't mean this. Kelly Kay, it doesn't mean this. The fact that I am not, I'm looking at softball and say, no, that's not for me, doesn't mean that there are no sports that are meant for me. And what I would like you to talk about is this conversion to get out of the mind using transmutation, which will allow us to tease apart the illusion that people put in the failure bucket. My hit today, it's actually been happening a couple of days, but it was like today was like a moment. I don't even know what the planets are doing today, but it was a moment day. And my moment today was oh my gosh. Mary Louise Smith used to ask, What part of the problem are you, Pat? And I talked about it in the show yesterday and I dreamt about it. And I woke up this morning and I said, oh my gosh, I have to accelerate the leadership role of what we're doing so the world can see it. Other people are doing the programming, other people, but what am I doing? So my sign wasn't give it up, throw it away. It was, hello, make a correction, Pat. Maybe you need to hire different people. Maybe you need to hire additional people, but your role from this moment on needs to change. Can you talk about that? Because my mind would have given me a different message.
0: Right. Yeah, so I'll use an example from my own life because sometimes it helps to be (laughs) specific with this, right? So when my kids were young, we decided to homeschool them. I was the primary uh, person homeschooling them. And that decision came from the heart. I, the mind is likely to jump in and want to have facts and counterfacts. And the thing is, though, you can make endless lists of pros and cons and you know, why it might have been good for them to be in the traditional school and XYZ. But the thing is, when your heart is in alignment with it, those lists don't matter. So if you find yourself going into a place of like listing out the pros and cons, you're likely in the mind. Or if you find a place, you know, you find yourself saying, "Well, you know, my dad is worried about like the social effects of this and that." And but that's somebody else's belief about what is right and he comes from a different generation and XYZ. And so for me, it came to a place where I knew it felt right in my heart to do it and I didn't know why. So that's the thing. The mind wants a why. I didn't have necessarily a list of why. It just was a feeling that that was best for them. And it was a feeling that I it was something I was capable of and wanted to do for them. And I didn't know necessarily um, how it was going to go or, you know, any of the details of what I was going to do, but I had a knowing in my heart that it felt right. And because of that, I would figure it out. I would figure out the details and I didn't have any fear. So if we're coming from a place of fear, the fear would be, oh no, what are they missing out on, on a socialization? And that was actually very easy. They still participated in, you know, group sports and little activity things. And that, and we found other homeschooling families. So that was actually a very non-issue. Um, but often our mind jumps in with, oh no, what's going to go wrong if you make this change? And the mind comes up with all the fear, you know, all the horrible things that might happen if you do something that's a little off, you know, the the normal path, That's that's the mind. And so we have to like notice it's doing that. And just like you did, actually, that's the best remedy for it to transmute it is to laugh and to recognize, okay, mind, you are going, you know, you're spinning through your loops here, but I'm just going to decide not to listen to that fear. I'm going to decide not to take on that programming that might be coming from other people in my family or from society or things like that. And I'm going to really listen to my heart. And I'm so, so glad that I did. That time with them was so precious. Um, The you know development that we were able to go through together and teaching them to read um snuggled up on a couch like it's just invaluable like yeah. moments that um I have no doubt that you know we did the right thing and so the heart has a knowing and other people might ask you why are you doing this you might not be able to say why when it's really coming from the heart you might say I don't know it just feels like what I need to do and yeah. that's The heart center, and that will not lead you astray.
1: I love that because what you've done is you've helped so many people that are listening to this because that's a lesson we don't learn. We don't learn the lesson that if somebody asks us a question or asks us a why question, that it's okay not to know, especially when it's coming from the heart. Um, Look, 20 years ago, I dialed the wrong phone number and I started to pay for airtime and everybody around me was like, seriously, you went to school for 10 years to be a top pay consultant. And what are you doing? Why? What are you doing? I did not have an answer. Mm-hmm. I said, I got to tell you, it just feels right. Yes. Well, what are you going to do? Six months later, I was asked, what are you going to get rid of the hobby? And I was like, okay, this doesn't feel like a hobby there was something in my heart, but we can be distracted if we're not careful of trying to make up answers for people. And you've just given us permission to say, you know, I don't know, but my heart knows, right? Right.
0: That's exactly it. And yeah, sometimes we don't have a plan. We don't know all the details yet. And I actually find that those are the times that often spirit is guiding us the most, the most when we don't know what it's going to look like, a month from now, six months from now, but there's just, there's a feeling in the heart of um, a sureness and it's different, and this might be getting subtle here with language, but emotion is different than a heart-centered knowing. Emotions come and go, emotions, even joy or, you know, frustration or fear. Some people think they're being guided by the heart because they're like, well, I just feel so stuck at my work and, and they just want to run away from that. Like, Right. That's not
1: what I meant. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> right. And so your, your guidance was different. Your, your guidance was, I feel like there's more that I am meant to like be in this world. That's different than just, I don't like my boss. I, I'm angry. I'm frustrated. I'm just going to like run away from that as quickly as possible. So again, being, you know, really observing what is the emotion behind it? Because when you're And the signs get tricky. I mean, we can interpret signs, right? Like very different ways, depending on what the mind wants to do with that information. Um, But ultimately, whatever we see or feel, whether we consider it a sign, or not, it should feel expansive in the heart. It should feel like there's harmony, like it's, it should feel like it's good for you and the people around you. Like in my homeschooling example, it felt right for me. I like to teach and it felt right for my children. They liked it, right? So it was all in alignment and it felt like it was good for everyone involved. And that's a really good sign too. And there's a feeling of just peace that settles over the heart. Um, Curiosity is a good one to follow too. You know, if there is that pull and that passion, um, that's a good sign. Although again, like you said, you know, I love to dance. I'm passionate about dance. It doesn't mean I'm going to be a professional dancer, but it's fun, you know, and I do it in my spare time when I can. Um, so passion isn't the ultimate end all be all of your sole purpose either. Um, there's just a feeling of, yes, this is Mm -hmm. my niche and it's hard to describe. There's there's very little doubt about it when you, like, settle into that puzzle piece of kind of who you are and why you're here. And it can be hard. It's not always that then the universe makes your path easy, where all of a sudden, like, there's no challenges, and that, you know, everything falls in your lap right away, it can still be work. And it can still be, you know, at times, like, what did I sign up for here? This, is, like, <laughs> this oh. is more than I anticipated. But ultimately, you don't ever regret, you don't ever think about turning back, you know,
1: I love it. And you know, you said something key, you don't ever think about turning back unless you let your mind run rampant. And I want to ask you about this because energetic transmutation, I want to talk about, and can you help us with how energetic transmutation dissolves away what is not, right? Mm -hmm. What is not so we can hear our truth because that thing like right over there that says walk away, walk away. That is not the way that I normally hear messages. It's a really... Fear based, doubt based, doubt something. It doesn't mean that I shouldn't do something or adjust something, but I would love for you to help us on how we dissolve away what is not.
0: Yeah. And this is an ongoing process for most people, but absolutely, this is where energy work and, you know, kind of doing the inner shamanic journeys to discover what have we integrated that are from other people. This is a big one. Most people, they take in what the people closest to them, whether it's family members, friends, um, media is a big one, social media, they take it all in. And sometimes people don't even realize that actually it's not their belief. It's not their truth, but they've heard it so many times from the outside. It it becomes almost like a program that runs in the mind and energy work trans you know, to be able to transmute that, we can kind of sift through what feels like it's come in from the outside Um, and it's hard to put into words exactly but for me i can see it energetically as something that's kind of like floating like a cloud outside of the person's aura as opposed to like shining um with light inside so when someone's in their truth uh their aura shines and it looks there's clarity and there's like alignment with their field if they're saying something that they've picked up from someone else I see it differently. It's like a it's like a cloud that that's kind of hanging there that's um creating fear or a distortion in their own truth. And so energetically doing that work to to clear that away, that's when people can really start to actually get to know who they are without all of that other, you know, kind of garbage so to speak um gunking up their mind because for most people it's a lot and again in the modern world with the internet, you know, blessing and a curse, right? Like there's, we're in the yeah. information age. There's so much information, which is sometimes fantastic, but then people haven't learned the discernment of, but wait, do I really believe what is being said? And what do I take in as my truth? And this is, you know, even in the spiritual path, there's all these different ways to go and, and sometimes contradictory teachings. And so to me, <laughs> when I work with Pete, right, like it's, there's so many, um, that seem almost like opposites at times. And so we have to be very discerning of what are we taking in? Is it our truth? And I tell this to everybody that I work with too. Don't even take everything I say as a hundred percent, right? You have to decide for yourself, what's your truth? What do you want to take from what I say that feels right, that resonates with you? And if it doesn't, that's fine. I would rather guide people in discovering their own truth, even if it's different than maybe my worldview or philosophy, But that's the most empowering thing is to learn how to trust yourself again. A lot of people in our society have forgotten how to really trust their own knowing of what feels right. And once we reclaim that, oh man, then people are just like on fire, you know, and like stop them. It's great. It's like
1: this slide and glide of life. I want to take a short break. For those of you just tuning in, uh, Kelly, Kate, Kelly, let's take a minute, three things before we go to break. What is the best way for people to contact you, find out more about you, but also what are some of the things you're doing to engage people to learn this?
0: Yeah. So if you want to go to my website, enlightenmedicine.com, it's E-N-L-I-G-H-T-N medicine.com. You can learn more about me. There's a contact me form on there and you're welcome to get in touch with me. I like to do the one-on-one sessions with people is my favorite way to work with people because everyone is different and at a different place in their journey. So I have some courses and I'm going to be offering some pre-recorded meditation soon, but really uh, everyone needs something different depending on their past, depending where they're at in their spiritual journey. So if you feel like you want that kind of guidance or that one-on-one work, that's what I really love to do.
1: I love it. When we come back, let's talk about the essence, the energy, the vibration of listening to the heart. And and what I mean by that is, when we come back, how does the heart speak? How is it that we can learn to listen? What are some of the things the heart will say that the mind may or may not say And what are the things the mind says that the heart doesn't say? See, if we can get that nailed down, we are gonna be able to tell. Um, When we come back, we'll talk about that much more. Um, Example. I love to turn on my 20 plus year old stereo system turntable and listen to scratchy albums that I've had. They're not digital. Why? Why do I love that? Why is it my friends think I've lost my mind? (laughs) What is it about that that has very little to do with mine? Kelly is gonna take that on and tell us about it. Listening to your heart. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Is your life stressful and unfulfilling? Would you like to make changes, but you don't know how? Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, I'm the host of The Dr. Pat Show. I'd like to recommend The Necktie and the Jaguar by Carl Greer. This is a memoir with questions to help you change your story and live a life that's more pleasing to you. For more information or to purchase this fabulous book, please go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or go to CarlGreer.com.
2: Are you wondering who you are meant to be in this ever-changing world right now? Kelly Kay is a certified New Paradigm Multidimensional Transformation Energy Healer, ready to assist you in this transformative process of expanding your consciousness. She helps you transmute your wounds and traumas into healing, growth, and wisdom, resulting in self-empowerment and freedom from fear. Visit EnlightenedMedicine.com to learn more. Want to ignite your best life full of joy, passion, and purpose? Then join me, Stephanie James, for The Spark, Wednesday nights, 6 o'clock Pacific time, 9 o'clock Eastern, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. And learn how together we can illuminate the world. Learn more on StephanieJames.world. The best is yet to come chain Mac and I'd love to tell you about the latest technology of the Valara company.
1: I've been using the Valara company equipment, the air machines since
2: 1992 and I have found them to be totally successful in killing mold, mildew and keeping your house fresh and clean. If you'd like more information on
1: it, you can look at MaryJaneMac.com or call our office at 888-777-4232. Kelly Kay, I know I'm weird. Kelly Kay, (laughs) thank you so much. I want to take a minute before we get rolling, because listening to your heart, I think is one of the most important and pivotal things to do. Not only that, I think I'm, I'm afraid it's going to become a lost art. That's why you do what you do. But there is an energy of transmutation that does need to happen before we talk about listening to your heart. And you also share how we can do that again tell people how they can find you how they can work with you and you know what some of the things are that you also do with folks
0: So yeah if you go to my website enlightenedmedicine.com you can also email me kelly at enlightenedmedicine.com i'm happy to walk you through the different ways that i work with people sometimes it's more energy chakra based sometimes it's more of a shamanic journey style where we really learn okay what's buried in the subconscious here what might be holding you back from moving into a, a more heart-centered space. Sometimes it's more of esoteric spiritual studies, that, you sacred geometry kind of stuff that help people find their alignment again. So I love that there's there's lots and lots of different ways to get there. And that's also why I like to you know make it individual for people, because we all have a different path. There's always different things that kind of spark and resonate with certain people. And that's beautiful. And, and I love to make it be a, a flow kind of situation of, of what I feel like each person needs. Needs. But regardless of what technique I use, ultimately, moving people into the heart center is, is always the goal. And, you know, going back to kind of what you were saying about how do we tell if we're in that vibration of the mind or if we're in the vibration of the heart, um, the mind tends to be very black and white. The mind is very dualistic. So it, it's either the mind says that something is either, you know, 100% right and people then feel like they need to defend their, their rightness about whatever it is, or the the mind is, you know, things are good or bad and the things that are wrong, oh, they're very wrong. And, you know, the mind tends to be kind of locked in that opinion. And as we grow spiritually and as we just grow and mature as people in the world, of course, there's a lot of gray area. Uh, people have mixes, right? Of moments that they're at their best, moments that they're not at their best. And I've even, you know, seen that where uh, someone can start to reject, um, you know, someone who showed a moment of weakness or a moment of maybe they made a bad decision, and and that's hard because it's hard for anyone to be at that kind of peak level of living in their heart 100% of the time. We're all doing the best we can with it. And that's also, you know, be compassionate with yourself as you're learning to do this too. It's very easy to fall back into the ego mind. It's easy to kind of fall back into the these old habits of, you know, there's just one right answer and everything else is false. Everything is a mix of gray and as we grow spiritually we do our best to um see it from all perspectives and to not judge it and to be compassionate with ourselves because compassion brings us back into that heart vibration as well and again to me one of the key things with feeling into your heart center is that there is a knowing that no one can talk you out of um the the mind is is also more easily influenced and swayed uh, by other people's kind of like opinions or fears. And so if we're living too much in the mind, it actually makes it easier for others to manipulate us. Like you hear about the the narcissistic type relationships, you know, where, where people get gaslit because the, the other person's kind of manipulating reality. And they're working at the level of the mind, though. People who do that kind of gaslighting manipulation because the mind then starts to get confused and, oh, wait, maybe this person is right and oh, maybe I don't know what I think anymore. And so if we pull out of the mind, we're much less likely to be influenced by those kind of personalities and to go back to the heart center. And the heart just has usually very simple statements. The mind is very elaborate. The mind has all complicated stories and, you know, comes up with endless lists of this or that. The heart usually has very simple messages for us. Um, and, And they're messages like, this doesn't feel good to me. Um, You know, and it's so simple, but then we ignore it because the mind's like, oh, well, this or that, and we create a justification for it. But if we take the time to block out all of those other beliefs or, but I should feel this way and, and just sink back into the heart, the heart will say, but this doesn't feel right. The way this person is treating me doesn't feel right, Right, you know, and the more that we can listen to that, and there's a knowing, there's a sureness of that, that, No amount of you know spinning of stories and you know the other person's whatever manipulations can deter our heart from just that knowing so. I'll give another example from my life where i was guided to do the huna hawaiian shaman training in hawaii and i mean first of all the whole way it happened was so cool it was like a book on my bookshelf with this huna and it it literally fell off the the bookshelf and like hit me um and so i was like i guess i should read this book so you know speaking of signs yes sometimes i think that there are signs that the universe you know tries to give us like a nudge to pay attention So I read the book, and I really was just resonating with everything that this teacher was saying, and I felt this strong pull that I should go and study with him. And, you know, it's expensive, not just the course itself, but just traveling there and staying there and, you know, all of it, and it would be a lot of time away from my children who were still relatively young at the time. So it would have been very easy for my mind to jump in and say, nope. You know, too expensive, not the right, your children are still too young, etc., etc., etc. But there was a knowing in my heart. Uh, there was a pull, there was a glow, and it, it just, nothing could deter me. And then I had this beautiful moment where I kind of said to the universe, okay, you know, if I'm meant to go there let the finances show up so that I can go. And then I had someone you know, come in out of the blue that I'd never worked with before and was like, I wanna buy a, a package of like 10 sessions with you. I was like, okay, then there we go. So that money is gonna go towards me studying in Hawaii. So it really all you know, came together so beautifully. And then I went there, I studied with him and I didn't know this before signing up, but while I was there, he announced he's retiring. And that was the last class that he was going to be teaching. And this was wow. 2017. Yeah, this is before even a lot of teachers have retired. Yeah. with the COVID situation. So this was even before that. Um, And and none of the, you know, there were other students there that had been studying with him for years and they didn't know, nobody knew, but he just said, you know, I feel like it's my time to to bow out from teaching. And so if I had listened to my mind that said, wait, you know, wait till your kids are older, uh, this or that, I would have missed that really beautiful opportunity to work with a teacher that was so experienced. And, you know, that, that, that call was just so, sure in me and so i do encourage people to to listen to that that knowing and again it's not i don't encourage people to be reckless i don't encourage people to just you know leave a job with absolutely no plan if they don't have something else that's pulling them because again it's easy to be kind of reactionary where we don't like something so we say okay i gotta get away from this thing i don't like as fast as i can But then where do you land you know if you haven't found that next pull um it's hard you know people can struggle for a bit until they find that heart pull but when you know it when you've found it um it just becomes something that you don't question like you know that it's time to leave your job because you have something in your heart that's pulling you a different direction that's very different than you know, I'm stuck and goodbye. And now I don't know what I'm going to do.
1: I totally agree with you. I mean, I was sharing a story the other day about losing uh, my job after 25 years. And it was because I would not implement a downsizing plan that was, I felt was unethical. I mean, I was six months away from a full pension. So something took over and it was my heart. Mm -hmm. But here's how you know, like your boss is yanking your badge off your neck right? Literally. Mm -hmm. And all you can think about is I got to get to a phone to call Columbia University to see if they have my application. (laughs) And that's what I did. I didn't second guess it. I, 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 you know, it was, and the series of events that happened thereafter, you couldn't plan them. And that's what I want to ask you about, because we have to trust this heart energy. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to that for a minute? And, and the reason I would love for you to talk to it is because I think the mind is relentless. Sometimes it is. it's so relentless. It doesn't talk like the heart. So it's important to recognize when it's your heart, and when it's your mind, but we have to learn how to trust the heart. Cause if we trust There is nothing that we can't do even if we don't know how i never thought that the whole called columbia thing would turn out to be a master's degree a master's degree and a doctorate i showed up in my doctoral program like completely like i don't have a place to stay and i don't have tuition but i had a credit card i mean that had been in my heart since I was in my 21. That had been in my heart. And I didn't know why. I could barely read and write. I'm learning different. But that had been in my heart. Now, I'm not saying everybody take 25 years for something like that to happen. Right.
0: Right. And so, But help us
1: with trusting our heart, please. Yes.
0: That really is the key because when I work with people, I find that on some level, the heart has been speaking to them, but the mind, like you said, it can be relentless. It jumps in, it silences it. So it's almost like you know, people know, but they're afraid to know because sometimes the guidance of the heart does mean that we're guided to do things that are a little outside the norm of society or of what other people consider to be, you know, the safe path. And so I I feel like sometimes people don't listen to the heart because they know it means they might have to change something. They might have yeah. to walk away from a relationship that's familiar but is not working for them anymore. And and change is scary. And so they get a little bit of that listening to the heart, and then they kind of back off and say, uh, but, but I'm not, you know, and then the mind jumps in. It's always the but. If if you hear like a butt in your head saying, but, but this, but that, that's the mind. Um, by the way, the heart doesn't really do that. So the heart knowing is, it's a peaceful place where again, even if you have to walk away from a relationship, you might not have a long list of whys, but there's a knowing, there's a peace in the heart of this is what I need to do to love myself. And so this is a whole topic of itself that you yes. know, we might discuss in a future session. But I yes. also believe that people, they don't listen to their heart because they haven't learned how to love themselves to honor mm-hmm. their own heart needs as being a priority in their life. And so they've turned to letting other people's needs be the priority or other people telling them what to do because it does require a lot of self-love. To mm-hmm. listen and to say, I'm worth uh, listening to this guidance because I value myself and, and that's important to me too.
1: I love this. And I know that today I want to make sure that we do this. Not only have you really given us an enlightened way to really look introspectively, but you're also going to help us with how do we feel into our own heart center?
2: Yeah.
1: Right? Right. Because a- that's part of this too.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, let's do a quick experience of this. So as always, if you're driving or something, please wait and do this later when you're at home and you can fully sink into it. But if you are in a place that you can rest, close your eyes. And energy focus can be moved. And this is why a lot of meditation teachers, for example, will say focus on your breath. Because just by focusing on your breath coming in and out of your lungs, you start to bring your attention into your chest, which is where your heart resides, which is where your feelings reside. And so a very quick and simple way to get out of the energy that's often spinning, spinning around the mind and the mental body, start by just breathing into the chest and bring your awareness there. It's all about awareness. What feelings arise as you sink your energy into your own heart? What energy is there? And if the mind starts to pop in with stories or things that you're meant to do, let them float away. Redirect the energy back into the chest, into the heart. And just be present with it without trying to force anything to happen, without trying to imagine a dialogue. Just be present with what's there, any feeling that arises. And when the heart is connected to your truth, the feeling that arises after we clear out maybe some other, you know, stuff that's going on in our personal world, underneath it, there is often a glow that is love, it is peace, it is harmony. And when you can feel that connection to that love and that peace and that harmony, you know that you're in your heart. And then you can ask the question, if you have a decision to make, will this decision increase the love and glow in my heart or will it decrease it? It's very simple. Is this decision going to create more love and light and harmony for myself and those around me that I love and care about, or will it create less? And so it becomes a very simple way to clarify, am I being led by the heart or am I being led by the mind that might be filled with the fears, the the worries, the anticipations? If you're listening to the heart and it says, yes, this will create more love, more harmony, Trust that. You don't have to know the details. You don't have to know how. You don't have to know when. Just know that it will. And all of those fears start to become irrelevant. And But you do have to trust yourself. And you have to trust in the universe, creator, whatever word you want to use, that that is there to support you as well. But also trust that you have what it takes to bring that heart guidance into the world. We all do. I firmly firmly believe this we all do, but again some of us have been taught uh, throughout our life that we can't or that it's too hard or we don't we've lost that confidence in ourselves. We all have the capacity to be guided by our heart, to listen to that, to create beautiful things from that. It is innate within every person on this planet. But we have to trust that again. We have to say yes, I'm capable of listening and I'm capable of then you know, fulfilling whatever that leads me to, whatever that next step is, I'll continue to listen to the heart. I will have the resources. I will have the fortitude, whatever it is. I trust myself. And most importantly, making it a priority that listening to the heart is the most important guidance that we can receive and and that we're not going to ignore it anymore. And so know that just by sinking into this space, anytime you have a decision to make, Anytime your mind feels filled with questions and confusion, if you're in in a ton of confusion, you're in the mind. The heart does not get confused. It really doesn't. It just, it's very simple. This feels right. You don't have to know why. You don't have to explain it or justify it. It just feels like a glow. So if you get a chance to connect into that glow first and then ask yourself, does this choice make more glow or less? And you'll start to know. Your body will tell you. If you get a reaction where your muscles start to tighten or you start to feel a knot in your stomach, your body's telling you, no, it's not the right decision for you. But if your heart expands and you feel more love and more glow, that's a good decision for you.
1: I think it's important to take that in. Um, One of the things that you said, and maybe you said it earlier today, but I want to get back to it because Actually, it just hit me. The heart doesn't get confused.
0: Yeah, profound, right?
1: Isn't that so cool? Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that you shared that. And I shared it as part of this meditation, because that is a great indicator for people for today. What a great takeaway. Because if nothing else seems clear, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, and, and, and my sense is that when I listen to you, Kelly Kay, my sense is it could be something little, it could be something in the middle, it could be something big.
0: Yeah, they all matter. They're- they all
1: matter. But it's the same idea. Absolutely. It's all of them. It's the same idea.
0: Absolutely. And actually, I find that when we just start listening, it's usually the littler choices that are presented to us first. You know, some people think, "Okay, I'm committed to the spiritual path and they expect, you know, big, big changes and big choices to come their way. But I find that spirit, it almost is like, "Okay, are you really ready for the big choices? Let's start with some of these little day to day moments. Of oh. interactions with friends, family members, yeah. little ways that that we can return to a heart center instead of maybe going into our ego, reactionary, fear-based, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And the more we overcome those, like little little choices, um, the more it's almost like, okay, now we've built up enough trust in ourselves. Now we get presented a bigger yeah. choice. Now we get presented a bigger choice, but you do almost have to like build up from those smaller. So don't ignore those smaller ones. Mm-hmm. Smaller ones matter.
1: You know, I love this because it really does wrap itself around too, um how this has to be applied to self-care, how this has to be applied to not just what we do about work or jobs or this, but you know, there's some insight that we get from this. And we have to allow ourselves, especially when it comes to the self and the self care, we have to give ourselves permission to act on our heart, even if your calendar doesn't say it. Or do you know what I'm saying? Because right. we have put ourselves on the bottom.
0: Exactly. That's the thing. That's what I find with most people I work with. They've heard the, the whispers of their heart, but their mind decides I'm too busy. It doesn't fit with what I've been doing the last 10 years. Oh no. What are the people are going to think about me? But if we're really honest with ourselves, our heart is speaking to us all the time. And we have to make that conscious choice. I'm going to listen, even if I don't know where it's necessarily going to lead me in six months, the heart centered place is, um, I've never seen it lead people astray. Yeah. So yeah, it's a really powerful thing to remember. And next you know, talk that we have together, I'd love to dive more into the importance of self-love with all of this, because I think is- so too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause I know you work with people. I know I'm under self-examination myself, but I find that if I follow my heart, it supports me in an exponentially rejuvenated way. So that no matter what is on my plate, it could be the biggest decision of my career, my life, my relationship. I'm entering it, because I'm now entering it more heart centered. You know, I've done something to take care of me. Kelly Kay, thank you so much. Please give everybody your website. I can't wait till our next show.
0: Yes. Enlightenedmedicine.com. Please visit it. I have a lot of information on there that you may find useful. Even if you don't want to book with me, there's great stuff on there. So please check it out. And I can't wait for our next session together. We'll keep talking about this. It's it's so important.
1: It is. And I want to leave everybody with when you're feeling into your own heart center, trust it. Mm. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. We'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Kelly Kay and Dr. Pat on Transmutation Time, energetic alchemy for an amazing life. Showing up to life in a healed present way is the best gift we can give ourselves. Healing creates smoother family dynamics, better professional opportunities, and an easier time in romantic relationships. So what are we waiting for? Learn more about Kelly and what she does by visiting EnlightenedMedicine.com. Don't forget to tune in next time on TransformationTalkRadio.com to turn your
1: trauma into transcendence.